Hello, welcome to my another podcast on sustainability. In this particular podcast, I would like to speak on my sustainability strategy view for the next generation. So let me begin. I began with a research, citing a research paper which has been published in the year 2015. The things might have changed a bit on the importance of the brands on a day-to-day basis, and they noticed that uh, world would not care if 77% of the brands if they disappear tomorrow. That is, they, they are not, they are not going to get impacted. They are not going to be witnessing the brands if they disappear tomorrow. 77% of the bands on the same lines another paper which quotes that uh, there are around uh, 1700 companies which are in in operation for the past uh, 150 years which have exceeded their lifespan of more than 150 years and they are still running successfully so of these 700 1700 companies 250 have been in operation for more than 400 years also. So when you, when you look at these statistics, do you think that uh, the company which has survived long has a very good strategy in mind, very good sustainability strategy in mind? But it is not easy to say that uh, the company which have stayed longer have in fact a sustainability strategy size, but definitely they have stayed operating for more than those many years means they have their, their operational strategies has been good. So keeping keeping that into, into consideration, say for example, there are there are many ways by which uh, by which being sustainable it cannot be it cannot be just operational because many times companies uh, st- target for short term goals to to overcome over the, to avoid the long term commitments of sustainability though there are many many things are happening which demonstrate the sustainability into their operations like for example recently uh, they uh, nike i believe nike and jfort uh, lab they 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 had uh, the executives uh, ceos levels uh, pay was linked to the sustainability targets but again, though it has been linked, it is not straightforwardly easy, right? Because the, the sustainability strategies are long-term in nature and it requires multi-year plans. And in order to see a visible change, it requires a lot of effort and direction from the company. But still, let's hope that is that is the real thing. And many, many, many companies follow that one and that that's what is the direction so on the same lines uh, uh, when it comes to great companies uh, i happen to read uh, jeff jeff Imlet's book on hot seat you know right the famous uh, ceo of ge company who, who who worked for more than 20 years uh, who led the ge company there there are many things he spoke in that call like uh, how he managed the ge company what was his uh, plans and uh, how which one were went on blast plan how was this reaction with uh, working with uh, with uh, the former ceo and those type of thing 
but there were three strikingly three different uh, issues uh, three topics which interested me as a sustainability professional the first one was uh, the hudson river cleanup the second was the compressor issue which was releasing cfc and finally the eco magnetization project you know all strong companies have strong leaders but it it, it requires more than strong leadership it it requires to success anything and uh, jeff has uh, achieved a lot in his tenure but i don't want to get into the topic of uh, uh, who 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 was the root cause for the current uh, ge status uh, and share price drop uh, after jeff jack welsh uh, resigned but uh, that's not my area of work so i don't want to get into that but what what i draw from that book is uh, there were many strategies which were given out by jeff uh, which proved to be very good sustainability initiative or sustainability strategies like for example the eco magnetization project initiative which was driven by jeff uh, i think uh, it was it was very good and uh, it was uh, one of the one of the best thing which i which i read uh, many hardware uh, many many articles which on eco magnetization they speak on that so now now coming to this topic of sustainability you know another another interesting insight i was going through sustainability brands blog post and i noticed that uh, they said that uh, the bad sustainability writing is everywhere that is almost all companies when it comes to sustainability they try to write something which makes people feel somewhat uh, whitewash means greenwash rather that is uh, they don't feel that is the real thing because uh, when it comes to other strategies they follow a very good marketing write up of uh, trying to understand and trying to convey proper 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 way of writing consistent but when it comes to sustainability there is some kind of vagueness in the writings that is uh, and and one thing they found was that uh, when when they tried to replace the brand names with another brand it was difficult to recognize uh, whether it was which brand it belongs to because uh, it matches so perfectly whatever sustainability wordings are used by one company more or less the same wordings are used by other companies and it it hardly makes any anything that is you one could easily swap the brand names for another and we could not tell the differences so one of the main reasons which i notice for this type of attitude is before uh, majority of the companies when it comes to sustainability it is just a volunteer program or a charitable gift and not as a revenue driver because actually the sustainable companies which you if you if you read their case studies the sustainability companies the the sustainability is embedded into their organizational strategy as a built in component that is the sustainability is driven inside out with with all their business processes all their way of doing it embeds but when it comes to the other type of organization it is a simple plug in means uh, it's a bolt on piece you just try to link your corporate uh, 
philanthropic activities you you try to put that on top of your business activities and try to project saying that uh, you, are, you are you are going for a sustainable initiatives so there there could be many things many reasons for that one because uh, uh, because of many many things like uh, the tragedy of commons or you can say the cobra effect uh, we will talk on that one when when you go when you when you when you try to get into that topics the 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 main problem the reason why we get into those type of issues is that uh, we we assume sustainability is a linear phenomena that is uh, we see we see sustainability issues as a linear issue rather than a systematic issue or a systems issue you know right in in linear issue means you tend to break down the issue in linearly identify the issue and try to fix it because i'm hungry today I, i'm hungry means i need a meal i i you provide me a meal my hunger is gone if i am if i am too much hungry you may, you may try to give me too much too heavy food which can satisfy my hunger so you you always assume that uh, the linear thing is directly proportional more the more the issue you can resolve that by by providing the double the solution but but that that that's not the case but when it comes to sustainability such thinking aims at developing initiatives like uh, offsetting emissions building schools or or philanthropy activities like uh, sending sending charity to developing nations i'm not undermining the companies which are who are actually doing that one here my intention is to not to undermine those type of activity which companies are doing here my intention is looking at the sustainability angle are those the real things which which supposed to happen when you look from systems aspect that is you you require to look from altogether a different perspective when it comes to sustainability that is you you need to look towards a holistic system of doing better things rather than doing better things means i i'll try to explain you the implications of uh, linear thinking when it comes to when it comes to sustainability let me give an example of a couple of very beautiful examples out there like uh, like uh, the cobra effect in case of delhi and vietnam's uh, rat story the pig story of georgia or holinok sarka of uh, mexico like that there are many stories are there let me give you briefly a small story i don't want to get into other stories but let me give you a small story of uh, delhi it was when british was ruling india and uh, there were many cobras were there which was killing so obviously the people were dying because of cobra bite and uh, and uh, and british empire thought that uh, why can't we do one thing we just ask for people to provide us the dead cobras and we can give them money for each dead cobra so over a period of time instead of reducing the number of cobras the the british got more number of cobras in their in their place and they needed to give more money what could be the reason they thought that uh, cobras were there means you can engage people to kill more the number of people will kill the cobras the cobras will gradually reduce but it didn't happen rather 
the number of cobras which were provided to on a day-to-day -day basis got increased. Why? Why it happened so? Because the reason why it happened was that that cobra by by the cobra they can get money. People actually thought that as a valuable commodity, and they, they, the citizens who are you can name them as entrepreneurial at that time, they started actively breeding the cobras and and submitting them for money, and they were making money. Okay, now now the breeding of the cobras has become a very good business for them, and uh, it was very easy for them to kill the captive cobra because they, the cobra is within their premises. They can kill any time, and they can buy, make money. That that was not a linear phenomenon, right? The linear phenomenon which we might have thought as uh, the cobras were there, more the number of people you engage, more the outcome, and you can easily reduce the numbers. But that didn't happen. Let me give you another another good example in case of Vietnam. In case of Vietnam was also the same thing happened. There was a rat. There they wanted to have a rat problem. What they tried to do is that they said that uh, whoever gives the rat tail, they would be rewarded. So over a period of time, instead of decreasing the rats, the rat numbers got increased. Why so? Because everybody was ca catching hold of a rat, cutting their tails. And submitting their tails for the money, and they were leaving those rats so that they can breed further and give more number of rats, which can be killed, which can be caught again. So it's it's an interesting anecdote. So it's uh, it's if it, like that uh, another another beautiful example when it comes to sustainability was that uh, you you know the greenhouse effect and the carbon offsetting. One one of the one of the very good uh, greenhouse very very notorious greenhouse rather is uh, HFC HFC 23 a byproduct of common coolant. The cost of HFC 23 was very high and the offsetting was earning very good dollars. So many companies started manufacturing that coolant just to claim offsets. Okay, so again this type of linear thinking. Did not work, and uh, finally, in case of Delhi in India, recently we have a odd even rule of vehicle plying. That is, a, a vehicle with lost digits which are odd, they should not fly on even date and vice versa. Similarly, Mexico also they they were banning the flying of the vehicle on weekends. So instead of what people try to do is they try to purchase more vehicles so that they can use their number plates. For their use, so these these all things, these all stories, culminates to a, a concept, which which we can call, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, people are trying to do with this type of thing. There is a very good, beautiful, beautiful explanation for that one. That is, uh, there are two forms of behaviors. One is uh, reinforcing; the other one is balancing. Reinforcing is something which works on the principle of cause and effect. You have a particular cause; it has a particular effect. Balancing is something which tries to balance to make to meet the situation in in homeostasis so that it do not exceed. Whenever the balancing things do not act, you get more of issues and unsustainability factors. Say, for example, I I'll try to put you an example of. Uh, 
transportation you you, you have a, you have a transportation you you, you have introduced uh, battery driven vehicles to reduce the emissions if if you if you try to put vehicles flying on that one you will try to introduce battery driven vehicles if their numbers were very small and you could not properly give the satisfaction to the consumers they will think that uh, it is ineffective it is not working properly that that's an interesting view right so this type of feedback whether it can it can feed in positive feedback it can give you negative feedback basing on that one people tend to assume whether it is effective or not effective so enough of stories like feedback and uh, all the rat and pig stories uh, now now let me let me try to explain you what I, basically the things which i wanted to explain that is when it comes to sustainability there is a reinforcing loop which acts upon the sustainability activities that is a a, a self containing actors they work together to to work on the supply demand of the goods these self demanding actors they have their own self interest as well as the environment in which they operate okay so they they they, they look like uh, what what is the reward for which i am working on what 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 is that i could do better compared to others and what kind of benefit i am reaping those type of things comes into picture when it comes to the actors that is in case of uh, the cobra cobra impact that it is what is that they are going to get from the killing of the cobra the second one is the enabling environment that is what kind of government regulations enforcements are there how how government is trying to give them the money or incentives what kind of laws and financial stimuli it is providing that comes into picture when when the mismatch happens between the benefits and the effects that leads to the negative sustainability impacts like uh, the the mismatch happened between the money and uh, and the real cutting catching of the snakes that type of things so th this can leads to unsustainability thing because they do not have any other alternatives because uh, the the actually the the alternative should act as a balancing force but it didn't happen that is the reason why the the things got ineffective so to conclude on these things uh, this reinforcement and balancing loops they work together on your sustainability in a dynamic way which is not an isolated principle and which results in unsustainability manner now now you'll ask me okay so this is how the balancing things happen but uh, when everybody competes on the same common good that the, the the challenge becomes even more right for example you know the 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 tragedy of commons that is you have a grazing land everyone tries to gaze their cattle there and if if over a period of time everybody knows that the the, the grazing field could go out and you may consume everything on the grass but everybody tries to make use of that grass because nobody wants to lose their share 
the one who is losing their share may be the real loser because the others are not going to give up and he may needed to spend more money to get into that one so that is that is something which is tragedy of common again it is not that uh, the tragedy of commons could not be avoided we basically have three means of uh, avoiding tragedy of common that is the personal consciousness that is you personally feel that uh, i should not do that one that's how you avoid you will try to avoid that one but uh, the original author who proposed this uh, tragedy of commons he suggested that uh, the personal way of managing may not work fine because it has its drawbacks because it's not going to sustain for the future the second thing is the internal loss internal ways of you working again that can also make your your thing saying that uh, our loss our internal way of managing that can also try to reduce the impact but that is also not going to make any difference in the long run and finally the external factor that is your loss in regulations which will work which which can also give you a mixed things with if, if you don't have a proper imposition like for example the famous uh, cutting down of forests famous uh, the over over catching of fishes or land degradation forest degradation there are very good laws in there but the if there are weak governments which cannot impose if there are conflict of interest at the government level or those type of thing they'll also try to fail so it's it's all a complex theory to to state at the beginning say to conclude that all these factors they they act on the strategy so now what should organization do to come out of this type of uh, system thinking to get into this type of system thinking and try to give a plan what i what i thought basing on my think is you required a transformation of your sustainability strategies which which do which do not look into the historical way of working you need to you need to work on different things you should have proper regulatory percolations of uh, greenhouse gases circularity or your chemical controls or sustainability principles everything should have a regulatory percolation then 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 comes the second one that is uh, everything every company should go for a business model revaluation business model designing with uh, sustainability embedded into them then the third one is you should have a platform based models like service identification which can help in the reduction of the resource consumption and finally we should have some self regulated regulatory inside the organizations to overcome the competitive advantage let me explain in next 5 minutes uh, all these four so that you can have a proper information the first one first and foremost uh, the regulatory percolation or the challenges you all know whenever we face hurdles we'll try to work on that one otherwise uh, nobody tries to work for example the recent reach regulation or or any other regulation for example uh, some organization getting uh, uh, labor labor charges uh, child labor issues or some other organization getting some kind of uh, 
or palm oil issues unless they get into those type of issues they really have not started implementing projects on sustainability because you require some kind of driving force some kind of uh, stimuli to actually begin embarking onto the journey of sustainability so this type of regulations this type of uh, challenges they will give you the necessary impetus to get into the journey of sustainability tracking so the examples of uh, child labor or chemical restrictions palm oil issues the 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 conflict minerals or animal cruelty if it is comes to animal meat or 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 any other things they they'll actually the driving force for any organizations to begin so that identify your driving forces driving requirements which ways which are going to cause you impact today and 5 years down the line what are those challenges which you might encounter which can put you into a requirement you just you just take time to understand and identify those factors now you now you ask me what is the requirement for doing that you you require to have a proper organizational structure proper alignment of your sustainability strategy within your organization that may not be the case when you really want to change your organization it needs more than communication strategy it is more of a business strategy so look inside what kind of organization structure you have when it comes to sustainability principles try to align on that one that is my first recommendation the second second requirement recommendation is the business model renovation that is once you have identified all your all your all your processes you will try to overcome them by one means the other you will try to put some activities but in order to really come out of that one you required a right sustainability business processes embedded into your core organizational processes that is how you are going to use your life cycle principles how you are going to use the design green design principles what kind of the green supply chain integrations you want to put into your product how you are going to use the circularity principles into your business processes and how you look into concept say for example biomimicry or sustainability reporting onto your day to day business processes how you embed them you you look into that that is your stage 2 where you try to identify all your sustainability all your sustainability requirements into your overall corporate business processes you embed them you mix them so that you can work on them in the long run so it has it has lot of benefits you may think it you you have a proper positiveness in the consumer base you will have enhanced reputation you will get more sales you will get lots of lots of lots of streamlining of your things will happen and there are many case studies which which shows when sustainability is embedded into the business processes it, they have achieved a lot of competitive advantage compared to other organizations which are at to do on that the third thing is on the development of platform and serviceization models development you know you 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 work on a day to day basis on your different uh, 
different models but what kind of service utilization you are offering whether you have decision supporting systems for your sustainable supply chain management whether you have service utilization of your supply chains whether you have logistics which can be serviced whether you have serviced chemical management system whether you have extended producer responsibility models integrated with your platforms which can which can work on the getting those type of data back you you need to even look servitization of production stewardships for example uh, or your extended producer responsibility requirements so how you develop how you collaborate with uh, your partners on on development of uh, gig economy type of things platform based decision supports servitization uh, of your chemical procurements servitization of not only chemicals any 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 logistics which you consume how you can come service size how you can make use of the 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 technologies which are available the industry for that that depends the success that is my the recommendation number 3 and finally the recommendation number 4 is your self control you you require to have a self regulated environment for your competitive advantage you cannot rely on external governments regulations to push you to guide you where you should be moving in the direction rather it should be you coming up with your self control strategies of uh, i want to tackle this i want to come out of this like there are many examples of organizations which are getting into that path of uh, self regulated environment where they constantly innovate re-innovate set their internal targets and try to cross them try to avoid them and and try to rather avoid the avoid the avoid the challenges and come out of the and meeting the requirements and performing on that one that is my recommendation number 4 that is you should go for self regulated environment so to meet the competitive advantage to conclude the challenges are there but a strategy which requires altogether different perspective it is not our traditional way of working at the corporate uh, philanthropic activities pointing them for your things which you have done you will try to show that uh, as a as a way of uh, as a way of avoiding what has been done to the environment no i think the next generation requires more than that rather they don't require they deserve more than what is is projected they should require a complete innovation complete strategic shift in the way the sustainability is being operated all the four topics which i mentioned the the, the first one the, the 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 incorporation of uh, um, platforms incorporation of self regulations incorporation of uh, regulatory percolation everything i wrote as a blog post and i gave them references below this podcast if you are interested you go, go through further on that one saying this one i say thank you very much for your time this week i would like to talk to you soon thanks and take care